peace to everyone out there. Thank you for checking out another episode of Politic Ditto Podcast, where we give you unbiased takes on community relations and policing. And each and every episode, we go behind the bars, break down favorite artists, lyrics, references. In this instance, we got a special behind the bars coming up for you on the second segment of this episode as we continue on with our quality of life police and series. We're going to get into some of uh, New Yorkers most stressful uh, topics, which is riding a train, MTA, subway issues and all that. So, Dro, as as a daily commuter that relies on the trains to go to work and to come home, to go home, let me ask you, in your Mm -hmm. opinion, how shitty is the service now as a whole i'm talking about crime the service everything like like what what is it like for you riding the train every day right now in the city straight up um i can deal with the congestion you know what i'm saying it's rush hour so i could deal with that but one thing that i'm seeing uh, a whole lot of recently is like the homelessness you know what i'm saying people laid up sleeping on the trains the the platforms uh, you know, and it's straight up and down. It's ugly. You know, um, it's it's not a sight that, that anybody wants to see in the morning, in the evening. Like, I'm tired of it. The panhandling, you know, showtime, you know, it's 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 an annoyance, bro. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> you know, so, break so down you, the showtime for these guys. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, you, you mentioned. All right. So, the you know, rush hour is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, I, I always hated being smushed on the train next to everybody and, you know, standing up against the doors. And, you know, you, you turn to your right, you, you, you in someone's armpit. You turn to your left, you got a book bag mushing your grill, you know, all, just all that daily New York grind shit. But what compounds that and makes it even more stressful is definitely the homeless shit. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've been out of the city for four years, but I got to say, you know, I go up there twice a year uh, to visit my, my, mm-hmm. my family and, and my boys, all y'all, right? So... My commute is like this when I land, right? I land in JFK. I take the air train to the E train, Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. Um, As soon as I get on that damn train, yo, mad homeless people. It's out of control. Like, I just feel like, damn, I I remember when the trains was crazy in the 80s. But homeless issue, just crime, graffiti, bombed out trains and all that. It almost feels like the same thing minus the graffiti problem you, you, you know what i'm saying right. like i feel yep. like the panhandling's out of control i don't see transit cops the way i used to see them no. you know no, what i'm no. saying so like my my thing is y'all should know by now all the listeners out there i'm a stickler for quality of life issues quality of life policing which is the enforcement of small low-level offenses with the ideal that it's going to prevent bigger crimes so uh, panhandling and subway issues are definitely quality of life problems that need to be addressed. And I, I'm telling you right now, in the last few years, I've been going home and riding the trains. I see it more than ever. I could tell you stories of me and Shorty on a train in Queens and shit and like just straight up homeless people sprawled out on a bench, just whipping it out and peeing on the fucking floor in the car. Um, yeah. dudes just lighting up loose cigarettes, just dudes rambling, looking all crazy. Dudes just you know, rubbing one out on themselves. I've seen, yo, wild, I mean, wild shit, but it's like more brazen and open than ever. And my issue on top of those uh, situations is I don't really see, or it's a severe lack of transit police. I don't know what the hell's going on. And a common theme on this series is, you know, I, I, I pile on City Hall and de Blasio, but I feel like this is an issue that's come to a head now. I feel like every week my man's sending me videos of just crazy shit in the trains, like homeless people having sex, all kinds of like on a platforms during like <laughs> peak hours. You know what I mean? Like, how would you yeah. feel you get out the train, Dro, like at your at your train station for work and you just see people and they don't even need to be homeless. I just yeah, how would you feel you just see dudes yo, just banging on a platform? You, you, you know? know what it is, man? It's it sucks, but it's it's a still a New York state of mind where you know you just go you just go along with it. Like 
fuck it. You know what I'm saying? But there's, there's really, like you said before, there's that real issue, man. And it, it needs to be addressed. Um, they just hired, you know, they just um, approved uh, 500 new MTA police. So we see how it goes from there. And right. folks want to say that it's an attack on, you know, the poor. But it's needed, bro. You know, it's, it's getting out of hand, like you said. Um, I'm glad you brought up the MTA uh, police uh, addressing um, and their and their budget that they're going to hire 500 MTA police. So <clears throat> for people out there that may be confused, there's a big difference between MTA police and the NYPD transit police. So the MTA police, they're not really going to get involved in crimes and uh, crime enforcement. They're they're the they're basically I, I hate to diss them like that, but kind of like armed security guards straight up. Mm, okay. um, like, you know, check it out. When, when, when the Metro card vending machines are broken, when mm-hmm. they're jammed up and they malfunction. So when the when they have like the servicemen, the repairmen to go out there to the train station and repair those uh, uh, vending machines, right. you're always going to see an MTA police officer with them because they got to open up the machine. Then you're exposing money, change, coin, all that kind of right. stuff. So an MTA police officer is going to be with them and basically guarding them to make sure they fix the machine without issue, without anyone criminal element approaching them, trying to rob the machine and stuff like that. That's basically the scope of what they're going to do in the five boroughs as far as transit issues. They'll be with the repair, with the repairmen, the actual crime enforcement is NYPD transit bureau. Now, how about the fair evasion part? Yeah. 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 Like the five, the, the influx of hiring 500 MTA cops had me confused. I think that's like a deeper political issue with like the governor beefing with the city hall in the city. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, the trains and the transit system, that's, that's state-controlled. So the MTA answers to uh, the, the chain of command hierarchy is going to go to the state, to the governor's office, even though they provide service in the city. So you really need the MTA cops to, for, like, Long Island Railroad and, um, you know, the, the outer uh, counties, Rockland County, Orange County, where the MTA, you know, you, you get on a train in Penn Station or mm-hmm. uh, or Grand Central Station, and you take the train. You use the MTA service to go to the outer boroughs. You know that that's where MTA cops come in, and in some instances, in some major transit hubs, and the out uh, outside of the five boroughs, you may also get state troopers enforcing crimes and providing security for subway for for you know subway MTA riders, but. That was corny to me, saying that MTA is going to hire 500 cops as if that's going to do something. Ultimately, it falls on NYPD, Drew, and, you mm-hmm. know, the issues that we're having with attacks on, on police and making everything out to be like a police brutality and, and racial profiling type issue is what has led to the right. explosion of quality of life issues. And you're seeing it more than ever in the subways right now. What you think right. about that? I mean, it's it's confusing because, you know, talking to the link, you know, the regular folk like me, you know, what I'm saying who doesn't know the difference between the MTA and the NYPD all yeah. along. You know, you know, I thought I thought it was all one. And um, I, thanks. Thanks for the explanation. I really yeah. didn't know. So it is kind of corny, but it's I think it's got to be a step, you know, so we got to see. Yeah, 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 I see. I, I see where you're going with it. Just you like know? more unif, more people, more more uniforms right. is gonna. You know, ultimately, you see a uniform, you're thinking police, and you know, uh, for regular folk out there, regular citizens, they just want to see someone in uniform on a platform or know that they're in the station, chilling on the steps, just monitoring uh, everything. That because that in itself, uniform presence is a crime deterrence. Right. So, so they're not. They're not. Are they there for fair evaders? I, you know, are right, they there for man, the subway you know, swipers? I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't speak for MTA police, man. Like I said, from my experience, what I know, they they basically are just there. They assist 
uh, the track when when there's track work and you know like you, you right. know the, the the trains station skip the the train skips the subway stops and then you may when you pass on like the express track you see like the uh, MTA workers the repairmen on the tracks and stuff like that you may see MTA police with them like I said they they there kind of like to That's protect the, the workers yeah you ain't my man That's I have crazy. never <laughs> in my life I have never even seen an MTA cop and if you look closely their patch is very different is just is different than an NYPD patch I have never okay. seen them run up and chase dudes in a station intervene in fights and all that crazy shit all those videos that you see like dudes just fighting and you know you see the the crazy cell phone video that's mm-hmm. all M- that's all NYPD transit cops. NYPD in uniform and playing for it's all NYPD. So you mentioned like subway swiping and, 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 and stuff like that. So I wanna really talk about that because that's I think people don't realize how much of a problem that is and how it affects everyone that rides the subways mm-hmm. and, and uses the subway system in the five boroughs. So let me talk about that for a minute. Okay. As 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 recently as twenty eighteen, Dro. The MTA released a staggering report. I mean, the losses are just unbelievable. In 2018 alone, the losses were in excess of $500 million, half a billion dollars. Dude, That's crazy. Chalk it up to whatever you want to call it. Hopping the train, walking under the turnstile, walking through the emergency gate. Every time someone does that, it contributes to losses of a half a billion, a billy, my man, a half a billion dollars as recently as 2018. Now, why why am I bringing this up? Why is this an issue? Because let's say I'm going to use you, for example, Dro. You are Mm -hmm. working class citizen. You live in in Spanish Harlem. You provide for your family, for little Josie, right? So, boom. Let's say you you up late one night, whatever, you flipping channels and you go to sleep. You didn't realize that when you go to work, you do your morning routine, you walk into the your neighborhood train station and you're like, oh, snap, damn, I forgot to reload my Metro card. I forgot to go to Chase, take money out so I can have cash on me to reload my Metro card. You didn't even go right. to ATM. Just shit happens. You know what I mean? So you looking at no your doubt. wallet, you're like, damn. Ah, man, I changed out some cards. I don't even got my credit card. Yo, you're stuck. You know what I'm saying? It happens to everybody. You're just stuck. And you're like, damn, I don't know what to do. And then (laughs) your man comes behind you or he you see him out the corner of your eye. And he goes, yo, yo, son, yo, yo, give me like two dollars, three (laughs) dollars and I'm going to swipe you in. But what are you yep. going to do? You know what I mean? You can't be late for work. You can't walk to work. You know what I mean? And you don't, let's say yeah. you only got like, let's say you only got like $5. That's not even enough for the cab. You you, you stressed I mean? out. You know what I'm saying? So what are you going to do? Okay. And then to compound that situation, you look at the vending machine and it's out of service. It's, out it gives service. you that message. It gives you that stupid ass message that it's not accepting dollars, mm. coins, or credit cards. The joint is completely yeah. broken. So you're going to do what everybody's done and slide your man $2 or $3 so he can swipe you in so you can go to work, yeah, boom, and then you figure it out It's $2. Yeah, and then you figure it out from there, boom. You just got to get to work. Yo, that dude that is actually selling swipes in the train station, yo, he's contributing to the bigger issue. He's contributing to that those staggering losses in excess of half a billion. And you know what? Kudos to them. Props to them, actually. Like, I mean, I'm trying to be funny about it because that's a slick little hustle. Those subway swipe dudes, what they do, Dro, is they intentionally disable the vending machines. They stuff paper in the slots. You got to remember, it's a computer. So the computer is going to get confused when you're stuffing paper and trash and garbage into the dollar slots, into the credit card feed. They jam it up so then it malfunctions so it doesn't accept any currency in the form of paper money or coin and then they mess up the credit card slot so you gotta go to them yo if they do that eat let's say like five six hours think of rush hour in the morning two two dollars three dollars a swipe whatever they're doing yo those dudes make hundreds of dollars in a day and i know because when i was working in transit district one in 2009 
I actually apprehended, I arrested a few of those dudes. And I remember being a police officer in the street working in a precinct and quote unquote police and real crime. I looked at that like selling swipes as corny, like lame. Mm. Yo, why? Come on, man. Like I, nobody gives a fuck about these dudes. They're just selling swipes. That's a little hustle for them. They're not out there selling selling crack and like robbing people doing real shit you know what i mean that's right raping anybody you know they they ain't breaking into cars it, they ain't doing anything that i thought was serious and then like i found out when i worked in transit damn these dudes got hundreds of dollars on them they got mad mad metro cards on them and they're bent to manipulate it in a way so that they circumvent the swiping so what they do is they bend the cards on the black which right. is the magnetic strip reader. So it becomes like an unlimited Metro card. It's crazy. So those crimes, folks, everybody listening out there, those are felony charges depending the amount of Metro cards they have on them. And the MTA charges wow. them with grand larceny, man. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. Serious, man. It's a oh, major wow. crime. It's but, fraud. Yeah, it's um, possession of a, of a criminal device. It's all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. So, Y'all might so, think it's profiling, but it's actually affecting the everyday commuters like you, Dro, and adding to this robust like budget deficit so you know yeah. what the ultimate Incre- effect is right yeah it, is, it affects me increases the fares you know there I, you I go pay. my man i just you bought it home for you there you go Yo, what is it now 275 one way right 275 one way get ready for three dollars for a monthly get, get ready for three dollars and 315 coming up soon because everybody out there that's like yo leave these people alone the transit police get them out the subways all right, in a couple of years when that shit is inching towards $5 one way and we're con- going to continue to crush and erase and eradicate the middle class in New York, then we'll see. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's, that's insane. You just blew my mind. That's saying, like, depending on how many cars they have on them, it could be a, a felony charge. Because yep. um, my, my thinking and what I've read, though, is that um, a lot of these things, they, they don't really penalize them for it. You know, they'll do a quick stint in jail, like they'll spend like maybe two hours in jail and then they'll come right back out, do the same thing again, you know? Yep. Um, so by you saying that, that, that actually that actually bugged me out. That's, that's crazy. So, I, I mean, I guess if you're one of those smart swipers, you're not going to carry that many cards on you, right? You know, to avoid that. Yo, there's a bugged out. I want to shout out, boy, Doc sent us a crazy video a few months ago. Remember the Metro card dude? It was like right, confessions right. of a subway snipe swiper. Yeah, Yo, that video was wild, man. Yeah, that's that crazy. video blew my mind, man. You know, yeah. I, I want everybody out there go on YouTube and just go in the search and put like um, NYC's confessions of subway swiping swiper. You know, play around with the keywords, something like that. And you're going to see like a bug out five six yeah minutes, seven minutes professional it's the how you living um web series um okay the quick short story was the how you living no g on how you living uh, and the second episode was the a harlem subway swiper there you so go Dro. thank you for <laughs> there that you go. yo yeah. that video will blow your mind it is a hustle you know what i'm saying so no, like, it is. everybody it is. everybody out there and they be like yo you know, leave them alone. They, <laughs> they ain't have regulars. doing anything. They said, "Listen, <laughs> man, these dudes been arrested so many times. Like their crime record, like is insane." And again, like this is why I like to talk about um low uh, enforcement of low level crimes, broken windows theory. Some of these dudes actually have like real valid felony criminal records, and dates. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like this, listen, the crime enforcement is essential, you know? So I just want to leave it there. And like the hiring of the MTA uh, additional cops, I don't know what that's going to do because NYPD Transit Bureau, the ones that enforce and police and protect uh, and, pro- and actually are proactive in preventing uh, potential terrorism attacks, that all falls on NYPD. So, you know... Uh, as far as the homeless issues, we we, we, we we were stressing in this episode, the segment of uh, Politic Ditto Podcast uh, on quality of life policing series, uh, ultimately MTA stressing issues, man, you know, but homelessness, we're, we're going to get 
into more detail in the final part of our Quality of Life series, which is going to be in the uh, next episode, where we're going to tackle homelessness and the mental health crisis all over the city. And uh, I, I really, I don't even have an answer, man. Anybody out there, if you want to share, like, issues with, like, the explosion of the homeless crisis and the subway system and crimes... And if you just generally feel unsafe, man, drop a line, drop a like, whatever. And our social media is going to be at Ditto Politic for Twitter and Politic Ditto PC on Instagram. You know, get at us, get at me and Dro. We try to do our best. Um, I know it's been a minute since we got at you, Dro. You know, we, 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 we haven't dropped the app in like two months, but... uh. There's been reasons for that, you know, life, life stuff. Uh, we've also had technological difficulties. difficulties and, you know, the holidays came around spending some time for, with our loved ones, friends and family and all that good stuff. But, you know, as we turn the calendar year into 2020, we're going to continue to drop on a monthly basis, uh, hopefully, and continue to give you nothing but that good stuff, uh, sparking conversation, make you think about things, uh, number unbiased takes on policing and community affairs. And as we said, each and every episode behind the bars. And I think we got, I think we got something special for uh, behind the bars for this episode. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. End of the year type stuff, right? And, and, and did it, how about end of the decade type end stuff? End of the decade. Word. Wow, so, 2020, yeah, 2020, <laughs> man. So like 2010 to 2019, I think we got a lot to talk about. Well, you, you, you For think sure. we, let, let, let's get into it? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, Jay Feel and Dro here, Politic Ditto Podcast. We gonna take you on a special, special edition of Behind the Bars for this episode. Uh, we gonna cover our personal picks for album of the year for the entire 2010s decade, 2010 to 2019. We gonna go back and forth of our personal best albums of the year hip hop wise and probably mention a few of our favorites for that year honorable mentions honorable. um yeah man I, it was a pretty bugged out decade for me dro in my opinion i mm -hmm. think we saw the rise of some new crews and you know we definitely needed that um this decade for me ultimately when i look back on it is definitely going to be the explosion of i mean what do you want to call it soundcloud rap or yeah. mumble rap whatever you want to oh. call it uh the trap trap rap i mean trap. whatever you want to call Who's it the blame? yeah Who's the blame? <laughs> I, oh, man, listen, this new decade, uh, this new generation of kids, it's like my son's generation. My son is 20, and thankfully, he has me as a father, and he inherited my genes. So my son do, do, does definitely does the knowledge and is into lyrics and traditional 90s boom bass. Awesome. So shout out to awesome. my son for that, because if he was a fan of his current generation of hip hop, man, I would have felt sorry for him because this shit is straight nonsense. You know, so um, no, it is. It's it's booty, man. It, I mean, <laughs> and, and you know, the thing is, man, it's let's just be real. And I don't want to. I'll take that back. I don't want to say it's booty. I just, I just rather say it's not for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. We don't want to offend anybody, right? <laughs> right. I it's mean, not for me. We don't want to come off like the old grouchy heads, but right. you know, fuck it, because I claim what I am, man. And listen, right. my my listen, the '90s decades always gonna reign supreme over any generation. And, I mean, right. for as old Any as era. Uh, for as old as hip hop is right now, I think you'll be hard pressed to find anybody who's gonna complain. Right, uh, exactly. Go against that. So that being said, let's start it off. Politic Ditto Behind the Bars special Behind the Bars edition, best of 2010's decade, and for 2010 draw, I think we're gonna have probably the same pick. I think it's actually not even close. 2010 i have the album of the year is kanye's uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which is not only the best album of that year i think it's kanye's best album that album was just top to bottom phenomenal i i, I agree i got it there as well a1b okay um <laughs> one a for me yo i i 
you know, I'm a Black Thought guy. I'm a All Roots right. guy, man. I had the Roots, how I got over on there as well, man. Like, I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed those two albums. Like, I, those were on my, you know, steadily on repeat for me. You know, mm-hmm. um, that is a Roots album that I never really um, digested. I never really got mm-hmm. into that Roots album. For right. me, for me, Peak Roots was um, the joint with, uh, what's the name of Things Fall Apart? That was the joint with right. Erica Badu. Right. Yeah, that was right. Peak yeah. Roots for me. And then um, after that, the album after that, that had Don't Say Nothing, that bugged mm-hmm. out single where he was mumbling right. in the chorus, that, that yeah, was yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I didn't really get into that Roots album, but thank you for bringing that up as you're one of mm-hmm. your uh, co co picks for album of the year for 2010 definitely that's yeah, cool uh, i want to also reference a few important albums that dropped that year um sure. you had ghostface killers apollo kids album which yep, yep. i felt like that was a a giveaway a throwaway album because that was his i, I think that was his last contractual album um where he was obligated to uh death jam so mm-hmm. Artists in their last contract album tend to be a throwaway, and that wasn't one of uh, Tone Stark's finest moments. It was, I felt like it was a lot of cutting floor songs that he threw together. Um, right. Also, that year you had Lloyd Banks' Hunger for More 2. That was a pretty dope album. I mean, that, that a lot of Lloyd Banks is very polarizing. I know you and our other boys ain't, ain't crazy about him because of his voice. Um, yeah, I man. actually think his voice is one of the very dope things about him. I think he mm-hmm. has a cold voice, and um, it goes along with some hot bars. You, you saw what I did right there. I went cold and hot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I like Hunger for More 2, which was buoyed by the irresistible Beamer Benzer Bentley with your man Juel Santana. That right. was just a heater for the summer. That was, that was a pretty good album. You also had Eminem dropped his dope comeback album, Recovery. That was a that was a hit and miss album, but um, what was dope on that album was incredible for M's catalog as a whole. I, I would like to sing uh, uh, point out on that album. My favorite joint was the one with him and Little Wayne, "No Love," going back and forth. That was ill. That was bar work. That was peak Little Wayne. That was dope, man. So. Mm. Um, uh, well, well, you also, said peak Lil Wayne. Yeah, yo, little, yo, little <laughs> Wayne. We're probably gonna talk about some Lil Wayne. He's gonna get some honorable mentions from me. Like, you know how everybody was like, "Yo, Fat Joe blew up lyrically because he found Pun's rhyme book after Pun died." Right. I feel like Lil Wayne must have been sipping some extra syrup because he sure <laughs> as hell exploded on Carter Four. We'll get into that a little later. Uh, also, in 2010, I'm now. Don't throw anything at me. I'm bringing up this <laughs> album because he's just an important artist in hip hop. It is what it is. That was Drake's official debut came out that year. Oh. Thank me later. Yeah, it came out in 2010, believe it or not. He, I mean, yeah. he, was, he was just all over. He, he ruled 2010. I mean, I don't know if that's for good or bad because Drake's one of those dudes. You like him or you don't. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, yeah. His yeah. his album came out that year. It did have some heat. And um, last last, I want to put a spotlight on 2010 as we get through this uh, behind the bars decade and review. Yo, a stupid banger album, mad underrated. Capone Noriega's The War Report too. Yo, to this day, mm, I that was that year. Yes, yes. To this day, awesome. I. Still listen to songs from the War Report 2 in particular. I want to tell everybody out there, if you want to go back and review a dope album from nine years ago, Capone Noriega, The War Report 2, one of the all-time dope sequel albums. Check out Scarface, Bodega Stories. Um, uh, damn, the, the one that had the video with Imam Thug and Left Rack City. Right. That shit was right. bananas. The names, the no, name, I, of, I, I, the name I, I of that song's that escaping me too, man. That album just had fire on it, man. Yeah, I, I, I did dig that out. I was, I was surprised when I heard it. You know, now I'm, I'm not gonna lie and say that I, you know, that I had it on repeat or whatever. But yeah, I was, I, I remember when I was listening to it, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm like, okay, 
you know, they still got the chemistry. You yeah, know? that album was fine. Yeah, that was dope. All right, yeah. so so I got Kanye for 2010 album of the year. You do as well as uh, the Roots. And what Roots album right. was that? What was the name of that Roots album? How I got over. How I got over. How right. I got over. I need to I need yeah. to go back and check on that. All right. Yeah, check it, man. Just, I'm one of those people, man. I'm not gonna beat you in the head and try to make y'all like something, man. You know, it's just like, yo, just listen, listen to it. You, you can never <laughs> go wrong. You can never go wrong with Black Thought bars. Period. Right. That's uh, that's how so, I see it. You know. All right. 2011. I have. Okay. I have Kanye and Jay Z watch the throne, man. Mm. <laughs> I guess that's what I got. I got Kanye okay. and Jay watch the throne. I mean, what? Like that album delivered. I, I think that it, um, the expectations and the hype for that album were bananas, and I think they actually met the expectations. I mean, you had the the party joints. I mean, niggas in Paris still lights up a dance floor a club right now to this day. Yeah, they can still put it on repeat. On Otis <laughs> can still be on repeat to this day. That's a burner. Yeah. I mean, the right. intro with Frank Ocean. Uh, is bananas. The yeah, production the on the wild. Yeah, the, the, no church in the wild. The, the, no church the, in the wild. The, the production is out of this world. The illest motherfucker alive. The you want it? We can do a complete behind the bars with just that. Watch the throne. That album is phenomenal. <laughs> that that album's bananas, man. So for me, that was clearly what 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 do you got? Yo, I got one that probably nobody is gonna mention. Um, I know somebody that that our crew enjoys listening to, man. Um, All right, before you and I got say I got put onto it late. I don't want to get I, if 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 it's what I'm thinking. It's actually if Watch the Throne didn't come out, this was gonna be my album of the year. I I wonder if you're gonna say what I what, what I'm thinking. So go ahead. What is? Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go with Elmatic, bro. Oh, Elzai. Oh, yeah, that's bro. an ill surprise, man. Yo, yo. Tell, tell everybody <laughs> out there about Elzai. Tell, tell yo, who Elzai, Elzai is. Yo, Elzai, he's, he's a Detroit rapper, a former former member of Slum Village. Elzai, spelled E-L-Z-H-I. He is criminally slept on as a, as, as a lyricist. Big and I think just now, I think, he's, I think it's just now he's hitting the peak where people are starting to mention his name, you know? Um... And um, Elmatic was just uh, an old, to, it's a remake of Nas's, you know, classic Elmatic, you know, 1994. He did it with a live band called Will Sessions. And, yo, to be honest, man, like when I, I got put onto that later, it came out in, in, in 11. I probably heard it in 2013. Dude, when I heard it, I was blown away. I was like, yeah, you know, who's this, you know? And I was trying to look up to see interviews of Nas to see if Nas, you know, heard about it, what he thinks about it. But, you know, to, to, you know he didn't even know about it. Elzai, <laughs> so, everybody out there is heavy bar work. Detroit <laughs> Detroit heavy. has some serious street MCs. Yeah. He's just one of them. You know, I also want to highlight out of Detroit, Guilty Simpson and Black Milk. Guilty. Now, I'm going to, I'm coming out of left field on that ass right now. I wasn't thinking of Elmatic. But what mm-hmm. I actually had as my co album of the year for eleven was Random Acts. Mm, Random Acts, okay. Sean, Sean okay. Price, Sean P, right. Gil Sean Simpson, P. and and Black Milk dropped a yeah. crazy hip hop street hop album via Duck Down Records. Uh, Random Acts, yeah. I, as I mentioned, that there's a few albums that dropped early in this decade, like CNN's War Report Two. And uh, Lloyd Banks' mm-hmm. Hunger for More too that I still actually bump joints from. I still have Random Acts in my rotation from time to time. Nah, nah, no Heavy, doubt. like like ignorant and hilarious bars from Sean Price. That Sean Price is one of the funniest rappers ever. Funniest, and I'm telling you, funniest and dopest. <laughs> funniest and dopest. The I dude can dude, straight man. up. Run. I miss him so much, man. I was so crushed when I do passed away. The dude is hilarious. He he yeah. he reminds me so much of Redman with the humor, but the lyrical dexterity, man. Those bananas, Sean P. And he totally, went totally. crazy on this Random Max album. Also, want to highlight a few other albums that dropped in eleven. Raekwon's dope shot follow up to his Cuban mm. Links two album was a uh, Shaolin versus Wu Tang. Check for a dope collaboration right. with Nas, Rich and Black on that album, as well as mm-hmm. some sneaky cool, good production from Alchemist. 
And, right, um, right, right, right. Men- yes, that is yeah. a very good mention there. Yeah, I also mentioned you might hear a little Wayne reference, and believe it or not, listen, the Carter <laughs> Four dropped in 2011, and that was the beginning of Little Wayne as the quote unquote greatest rapper alive. Because, yeah. listen, I gotta tell you, when I heard Six Foot Seven Foot, I couldn't believe that shit. That, listen, I gotta give that man his proper respect because what? that was an unbelievable bar fest especially for a single so no doubt, no that doubt. was crazy that was crazy so Carter Ford dropped you also have my man a personal favorite evidence out of Dilated People's Camp dropped his that's dope, my dude right there dope album Cats and Dogs mm-hmm. dope dope album a lot of bar work coming out of Cali and yeah. also my other personal favorite Cam and Vado you got dropped. a lot yeah Cam, Cam and Vado <laughs> dropped Guns and Butter come on man you know you still listening to speaking in songs you know what I'm saying <laughs> we, we all up in here still a burner you know yo I'm surprised that you know being an M fan and uh, a voice fan, you 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 actually didn't mention the sequel, Bad Meets Evil. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was on my radar. There was a few. I mean, it was a short album. They had actually two or three songs on there that I'm really uh, that I really like. Um, Royce delivers mm-hmm. as usual. So does M. So anytime they're gonna put something out, you know, it's gonna get attention. But I just felt like some right. of the other stuff I mentioned was better. So, right, okay. All right, with that said, let's segue into 2012. What you got as your album of the year for 2012, Drew? What I got for 2012, I mean, I think undoubtedly, unquestionably, you got to go with Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. I, I, I agree. That's my pick, too. And uh, I'm not a big Kendrick Lamar fan. That album is incredible. Um, anybody who is unfamiliar with, with Good Kid, Mad City, because Kendrick Lamar definitely blew up way more his second album dropped a few years later to pimp a butterfly but um good kid mad city when it came out in 2012 was shocking good it was unbelievable yeah. it's like i, a I think that's actually i think that's actually his second album first one is um section 80 i don't know yeah yeah mixtape or whatever I, yeah I, yeah there's a controversy with that with people who say that was a street album or a mixtape right. it doesn't count so this is you can probably say this is his first major label yeah, um, yeah, I, I would say uh, that. Good, good kid, Mad City. The actual title cut featuring MCA is my favorite joint on the album. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I like when the beat changes, but I think Kendrick mm-hmm. murked his first verses. Nothing but rewind worthy um, lyrics on this album. If you're a fan of that, um, definitely a curveball coming out of uh, the gang rap fested and fested culture of Compton too. Um, yeah, definitely. I agree with you, but he I also want to mention very well. Yes, I also want to me- mention Nas dropped a really great album, "Life Is Good" in 2012. Yeah. That was that was definitely uh, one of my favorite albums of that year. That this was uh, the kind of the rebirth of Nas uh, in a mature level. Talking about life, life issues. This is coming off of his uh, highly divorce. publicized uh, divorce with Khalees. And um, you hear the references all over his album. Uh, the introduction for Life as Good is incredible. I will reference some of his lyrics right now because of some of my personal favorite Nas lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the introduction, the name of it is actually No Introduction. I actually referenced this song on our first ever episode of Behind the Bars. Uh, right. Back in our first episode, Potsick Diddle podcast, um, uh, he he closes out uh, the the beat is incredible, and he closes closes out the intro song for Life Is Good with the craziest things already happened to me. So mm-hmm. you, so either you're gonna be laughing at me or you're laughing with me, and right. I feel like those are life bars. I feel like that's actually uh, a meme. That should be a meme. That should mm-hmm. be like something that you see when you scroll on Instagram. You know, people be posting stuff in quotes. That's something right. that is poignant. You know what I mean? That's important. To uh, he he was definitely voicing. You know what he was going through in the moment. Uh, people picking sides. You know, as what happens in a in, in a in a divorce. I'm somebody who's been through that. Uh, I can relate very well to the mature Nas and. Um, just reinforces my stance of why he's my favorite MC ever. So I actually want to give Shine to him for 2012 also. Another album, one of my personal guys that y'all and the crew always uh, like take shots at me. Listen, Rock Marciano dropped Reloaded in 2012. Shit is bananas. Shit I don't take bananas. shots at you for Rock Marcy. Yeah. I like Rock Marcy. I because, do like him. Because, you know, some of our boys be like, I, I, I'm somebody that I... 
I'm a voice guy. I like MCs. Like if if your voice is different and distinct, and you you got that slow flow, right. yo, I'm I, I, I'm a love you. Like it's yeah. not a coincidence that some of my you. favorite rappers are Rock Marciano, Evidence, Lloyd Banks, yeah. early Snoop Dogg, Guru. Yo, yeah. these are dudes that all have a distinct voice and a slow flow in common. You know what I mean? So, nah, I, I, hear you. I, hear I you. mean, you hear me the way I talk. I have a distinct voice, and I tend to talk slow. I think also. I think so, it was I think it was um, Ethan that I kind of distanced because I remember one time mm-hmm. in the chat I was like, "Yo, how about how y'all like Brock Marcy?" I remember you saying you yeah. love him, and I remember Ethan going like. Eh. You wasn't, you know, wasn't too familiar, yeah, but I it want, is what it is, man. Yeah, Everybody... I want to jump all over him for that. I, I, listen, y'all out there for 2012 album, you need to go listen to Rock Marciano Reloaded. Shit is serious. Street work, bar work, beats, samples along the... The guy definitely had an in- influence and some cats we're going to talk about a little later. Also important that came out that year, one of Game's more controversial albums, Jesus Peace, came out. It's one of my personal favorite game albums. I think the production is incredible on that album. And um, he was definitely spitting on that. Sean Price's last uh, album before he passed away, Mike Tyson, hilarious. Just look, uh, we talked about him yeah. for 2011 also. Yeah. Sean Price always delivers the goods. Uh, Alchemist continued with a dope uh, series of Russian roulette. Uh, oh, I love down. that album. Yeah, right. everybody love loves it. Russian Roulette, which was just, uh, he named it Russian Roulette because the entire album was samples from Russian pop right. music, right. which is just like, if you want to talk about a theme, some tackling something that'll be challenging, there you go. And somehow Alchemist made it work because he is the Alchemist, folks. Um, <laughs> What you got for 2013, player? What's 2013, man. Um, that was a weird year. Um, I don't think there was anything that that I loved in particular, but uh, I'm gonna say two albums that stood out to me um, was um, Static Selector, Extended Play. He had a, right. he, he had some good um, good cuts on there that that I you All know right. you know heavily rewound. It was like. Birds Eye View, which is with Raekwon, Joey Badass, Black Thought. Yeah, um, dope, dope posse cut. Yep. You know, um, Bring Him Up Dead by Joel Ortiz and Prodigy, Pinky Ring. You know, those those three joints really stood out to me. Um, another album I put there is the Prodigy album, Albert Einstein. Ah, you know? that was the whole <laughs> album of the year. You know what I'm right. saying? I was, waiting yeah. for, I was about to get mad at it. <laughs> All right, that was you my whole pick of the year. Um, Prodigy yeah, and man. Alchemist, Albert Einstein album that rediscovered the magic, magical chemistry that uh, Alchemist brought out of Prodigy. Right, um, right. When, when Prodigy wasn't killing Havoc beats as he did for most of his career, I think that like his other tag team partner, him and Alchemist, is always magic together. That's definitely right. a dope album. And if this album didn't come out, it probably would have been my album of the year. But unfortunately, Pusha T dropped the incredible My Name Is My Name. That album is mm-hmm. fucking bananas. It is right. some of the most insane Kanye beats that he's ever given somebody. Uh, I, and I dare anybody to challenge me. Um, if your neck is not in a brace after you listen to numbers on the board, um, I don't, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you, you must have no funk ear. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. Any As soon as the beat for numbers on the board comes on, you're making an ugly face and your head is just bobbing hard. That no shit doubt. is stupid. And that album is incredible. He has a dope collaboration on that album with Kendrick Lamar. That is a dope Pusha T album. After you finish hearing that album, you're going to think that you were part of his cocaine trafficking crew (laughs) because that's what Pusha T does. Uh, um, Let's move on. We're against the clock right now. 2014, I think we're going to have this. Nope. All right, I'm looking at what I got for 2014. It's probably going to be a surprise. You want me to go first? Or yeah, you go first? first. You go first. Yo, my album of the year for 2014 is Sky Zoo and Torrey's Barrel Brothers mm, album. Mm, okay. That okay. is a straight New York boom bap classic. Totally, totally. Bar for bar, verse for verse over neck snapping New York production. No doubt. I don't, don't want to say... Album. 
I don't want to say you caught me off guard with that, but that, that definitely is a good pick. I've got put onto that a, a lot later. Actually, you put me onto it. Um, yep. Definitely enjoyable. I, I recommend everybody to go back and listen to that. You know what I'm saying? If you think something is missing in hip hop right now, ain't nothing wrong but going back, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what you sure. got to do, man. Music is for forever, sure. B. That's so, right. <laughs> so, what, what me, you got? Well, we're in 2014. I had Prime. DJ I had Royce. that. I had that. I had it. I, and, and you know how hard it was for me to not pick that? Right. Um, the Prime album is just, I mean, I don't know what to say about it other than if you want to hear Royce the 5'9 just going absolute ape. bananas, ape shit over premiere production, put Whoa. on the Prime album. That's, it, the, that's the, really all I got to say. That like that album, like it, it put Royce back on my radar. Uh, you know, it, it, it put uh, Royce back in a lot of people's, people's radar because yeah, yeah, no doubt Royce Royce was nice. There was no doubt about it. But it came to a point where he was just too, you know, simile metaphors. It's like it's, yeah, it's like a barrage. Yeah. It's like oh my god, it's too much. You yeah, for saying? sure. And I, and I and then right here, I think he controlled it and. Uh, another part to that is Premiere. You know what I'm saying? What was, what's been the knock on Premiere for the longest? Like, all of this stuff sounds the same, All right? this stuff sounds the same, yeah, yeah. This one right here, I think he I think he outdid any production he's done in the past. Oh, like, he just went bananas on there. He just... He, he, because he picked one artist who he sampled from. He wasn't right, um, all right. over the place. It was just one artist's work. Right, right. And, yo, he, he, it was just... It was... It was well crafted, you know. I can't say the same thing was like that for Prime Two. Still a good album. Yeah. But Prime yeah. One. But was Prime One was incredible. Also, up. also in 2014, I want to highlight personal favorites. Evidence of Alchemist came together mm. um, yeah. for their stepbrothers. Lord Step into album, an album right. that I still go back and reference from time to time. Just a dope hip hop album. It's not right. more you could say about Cali Life, uh, bars and beats. Right. That's it. Official. So 2014 was pretty dope, man. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to mention one more for 2014. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who you, you know got for saying? 2014? I'm a Queens dude. I enjoyed that last Mall Deep album, the infamous Mall Deep. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I had that written down too. I do. <laughs> I, I, really, I, did. Come I on, really enjoyed that album, bro. You like, know, it, you know, P is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, nah. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter how much we really dig Mall Deep, you know, they kind of fell off a little bit, right? Yeah, they like, did. Like, they not did. a little bit. They did. They did. You know what I'm saying? And and to hear that album, like, come on, man, that, that was a great comeback. B. It was. It was a few uh, 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 good good songs on that album. That was a callback to Mob Deep and um, their right. prime. Uh, pun intended. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. 2015. I'm excited. You know why? Was that? That's the beginning of your run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, see, that's why you, my man. That's why we do this together behind the bars. This is what it is. That you know, you and you hear right, excitement in my voice. Let, you let, hear, let me go first. Let me go first. Let me let me go first. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get muddied out by your fucking excitement. <laughs> Yo, go but ahead, um, go I got I got documentary two from the game. That's dope yeah. because I highlighted that as my honorable mention. You know, um. I always, I always felt Game could rhyme, man. Aside from his name calling and all that stuff, man, that, yeah. that dude can flat out rhyme. And you know, yeah, there's a lot sure. of people that a lot of people don't dig him for it, man. Dude can flat out rap, man. He could go, he could get gangster with it. He could get rapidy rappy with it. You know, it's he's 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 a he's a dope MC. That's I'm, really just it. I'm glad you that know? you said that about Game and you give him his props because on my notes I actually wrote down the same thing. But when mm -hmm. when I think about Game, people get um, uh, all caught up in the oh he excessive name drops right, a yeah. reference. He's a dick rider, my man. Mm -hmm. That dude can flat out the way you said it. He could just flat out rap. I yeah, with the best of on a, I actually said that on a Twitter thread with some cats mm -hmm. that I. I regularly regularly interact with on Twitter. Twitter right. game can flat out rap. That's it. Take away yeah, the name drops. You can rap. That's a dope pick for, pick for album of the year for 2015. But you already know mm -hmm. 2015. Conway, <laughs> the Machine, Reject Two, Shut yeah. Down, Griselda officially yeah. started breaking in. Sudi above ground mainstream Buffalo Griselda movement. Conway the Machine Reject 2 as soon as you put that album on you ain't never heard no shit like this before yeah it's a lot of neck snapping you ain't never heard no shit like that before I don't even want to talk about it. I just want people to go there and listen to song streaming Conway Reject 2 there's some spooky shit 
In addition yeah. to that, they also dropped, he dropped his joint album with his brother Westside Gun Hall and Nash. Banger. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, they also dropped their joint album produced by Big Ghost Limited, niche, niche producer Big Ghost, Griselda mm-hmm. Ghost, which right. finally dropped on streaming earlier this, uh, a few months ago, and I lost my mind because that one's really hard yeah, to find. Yeah, that was dope. And that there was dope. is some fire bars on that album. I want everybody out there listen to Griselda Ghost and check out the song Empire. You will hear some of West Side Gun's best bar work on that song. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I ain't mad at you with Conway, man. Like, he's he's the first one I listened to, and I was like, yo, this guy's the man. Like, he's yeah, the yeah. man, you know? Um, definitely got put on to him to, to them late, you know? Um, totally slept on him. You, my cousins, y- y'all was like, yo, you need to get on him. You need to get on him. Um... And I finally did, bro. And, and yeah, I'm happy and you're, for you're, it. And, you're a, and I know you are. You're a big fan of them just like I am. Right. So so you, you keep laughing because 2016, my album of the year, I didn't even need to think about it. My I have a feeling. My 2016 a, album of the year. I, I'm going to let you say it for me. I'm a, what's what's have, my album of the year? I have a feeling it's 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 from here on until 2019, bro. I have a feeling it's just Griselda for you, bro. <laughs> Let's, let's, be, yo, let's be clear. Yo, right? 20, Should I just name so, mine? <laughs> go ahead. Name yours. Name your 2016 pick. What is it? Um, yo, but, um, I, I may catch heat from you, but I don't care, man. I really enjoyed this album, um, A Tribe Called Quest. We got it from here. Thank you uh, for your service. Yeah, I really, Yeah, yeah. I really yeah, dug it. Like, yeah. um, yo, production-wise, man, sonically, yo, Tip Dits, yo, he... Yo, I'm saying he still got it. He still got it, man. And that album is really, really dope. Cat's got to really listen to it, man. And right. it's and it's, and it's the last one. It's the last one where we hear Five's voice. You know, saying not 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 that Five was any of you know like top five or nothing like that. But he's an integral part to the crew. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I kind of I, I put I, it there. I kind of like uh, fell asleep for a few seconds, but I feel you, man. I, 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 know, I think it's I not know. even. I think it's not even close for 2016. It's mm-hmm. Westside Guns Fly God album. That's a landmark album of the yeah. decade. The 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 references and the merging of cultures of art, high level fashion, mm-hmm. and just street drug griminess. Right. You ain't. I mean, you'll be really hard pressed to find. A gumbo stew, mm. all in one pot, like the way West Side Gun can give it to you. We I were texting you, this morning. We were texting this morning. We were talking about like uh, it's bugged out how Champion is back in fashion, and you know, right. listen. If you want to know what's what 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 gear to cop right now, just put on a West Side Gun album. Put on one of his <laughs> Hitler Wear Hermes series. He'll tell you what's popping right now. And in addition, he when he tells you what's cracking in, in the world of fashion, he's gonna tell you how he whips up cakes like no other and shot right. like ten ninjas last week and all that crazy excess street gangster shit that only uh, is given to you in a way that only Griselda and their in-house producer Derringer can provide. Shit is incredible. Fly God by far is not even close. Um Let's let's bang out 2017, which I felt like was a super lame, boring year for me. So mm. I'll throw it up to you. Who? Uh, oh, who do I got? I'm about to surprise you, yo. You're just Please out do. of every year. You're gonna, yo. I think you're gonna drop the phone, drop the mic, everything right now. You know what was my <laughs> album of the year for 2017? Kevin Gates. Oh <laughs> hell no! Oh my god! It was it was nah. Kendrick Lamar. Damn. Serious? Yeah, man. Hmm. Yeah. And and again, folks. Listen, Kendrick Lamar, I'm not a big fan of him like that. I don't dislike him. He's official Duke and Rap, but to Pimp a Butterfly, the sophomore album that everybody thinks is his best album ever, I can't listen to that album. It's like almost unlistenable for me production-wise. It's very boring. I can't get into it. But yeah. Damn was a little more catchy. DNA wow. DNA is a banger. I bet you can put DNA on anywhere and you're going to move to it. That's a dope song. He had a lot of heat on that album. He actually has a song hmm. that's produced by Alchemist on that album. Yeah, it's, it's, my, it's my least favorite. Um, it's my least favorite uh, of his, man. No, nah, my least favorite of his is To Pimper Butterfly by far. Hmm. So Damn like, was a little I, I catchy. Like that. that was my pick for 2017 and an otherwise lame year. Um, 
you, you, you had some some joints I just want to reference real quick before you get into yours. Fabulous and Jada Kiss should have been the album of the year for Friday on Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that album started off strong. It was top heavy and then it petered out towards the end. I was a little yeah. disappointed with that. Rock yeah, Marcy dropped another dope uh, uh, series with Rosebud's Revenge, but you know, he's a niche pick. He's tough for people to listen to due to the slow flow. Raekwon rebounded with a pretty dope solo album. The Wild is pretty good. Very yeah, dope. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm not going to say it's very dope for a Mikey range. It was like 3, 3.5. It was cool. Um, yeah. Your boy. Your boy. That's right. Your old, that's your right. old Droog. That's right. That's, right. that's, your, that's, that's who I man. got. That's, that's who you I got. got. That's who you got. That's who I got. Hell <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's who I got. That's what you got. Up. Yeah, so, you know me. So, so you Yo, got Pax. I got Pax, bro. Pax is my album. Tell, like, tell, tell yo, everybody a little bit about who your old Drew is with his weird yo. ass name. <laughs> no doubt, man. The dude does have a weird name, man. He came on the scene, um, I want to say around 2015, 2014. Um, everybody thought he sounded like Nas. Some other people yep. felt like he sounded like MF Doom. Yep. Um, and nobody knew exactly what he looked. Some people actually thought it was Nas, you know, alter ego. And he finally did a show. I believe it was in, um, What's that place that closed down in Times Square? Uh, uh, BB King's. Uh, BB King. Oh yeah, yeah, BB that King's. was coming out. Yeah, that's right. That was right. coming out. So like, it seemed like Cass was surprised, man. So he actually re-released his um his first um CD. Um, it's in the back of my head right now. I can't uh, we can't recall it. Um, dude is from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, Coney Island. You know what I'm saying? Yep. By way of um Russia. <laughs> and dude can flat out rap, man. He can flat I, I, out I, I, run. I'll give him props. I'll give him props. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's he, not my cup of tea, though. He, 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 just, he just doesn't do it for me. Yo, he can. Yo, he's crazy with the. He's he's mad witty, and um, he, producer wise, he runs with the guys you mentioned. He, you know, he got Damager, he got Alchemist. Um, he, I don't know about these other cats, Mac Hami. You know, what I'm saying? I, I don't know those guys too well. Um, yeah, Mac, Mac Hami's a Griselda affiliate. Well, he's not affiliated right, exactly. with them anymore, but he is. That, that, that should be your man, Mac Hami. Shout out to him. He's Haitian. Yeah, bro. Haitian, fact, right? Fact, fact, yeah, fact, no, fact, no, fact, no, bro. Listen, not everybody Haitian is my man. You know I, I feel you. That was mad stereotypical. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, that was foul. That was foul of me, man. Like, nah, not even foul. Not that. even foul. No, the thing is, because I, you know, I don't like he. Whenever I hear him, he doesn't, you know, entice me to want to listen more. He just yeah. doesn't. And and um, but yeah, man, Drew, I, he he dropped. He's he's got a lot of projects that I think that is somebody cast me to to check up on for real. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's not he's not really gangster. He's just mad weak. His work is you. just retarded, man. I, I it's got just you. like. So we Stop should go. Sleeping. We should go listen to Drew's <laughs> packs and you know every other uh, project from there on. As we segue into 2018, 2018. We, we, we close to bringing us to a close in a few 2018 minutes. 2018 was a very, very thank, yep, good thank, year. Thank you for checking out Politic Ditto Podcast, <laughs> a special episode of Behind the Bars, and we're going through our best of for the 2010s decade. 2018 was hard body heavy, very dope year, throwback, boom back year, and I'm going to yeah, just set it yeah. off right now. My pick for album of the year was Royce the Five Nines Book of Ryan. I Same think here. that was a very, very deep, dense look into that man's life, his demons. He talks about his Family. issues as a kid growing up with an alcoholic father, mm-hmm. uh, domestic violence, uh, just terrible moments in his childhood and why he his own loves alcoholism. his father, his own alcoholism, breaking family cycles. He has his son interviewing him on interludes throughout the album. There is mm-hmm. bar work because it is Royce we're talking about and his dope song Caterpillar with Eminem. Check that out mm-hmm. for some bar work as well as the remix. You know, uh, it's a it's a great album. It is just a great album. It's a mature album. It reminds me of uh, another level of of uh, another depth and layer of the MC, just like Nas's life is right. good was at that time for him. So definitely Royce the Five Nine Book of Ryan. And didn't even come out too long ago. It's a great album for y'all. Oh, definitely over 40-year-old cats will appreciate that. Definitely. Royce definitely. the 5'9", kudos to him for that very dope project. But my co-pick of the year, without a doubt, is Griselda, Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 3. Tana Talk 3. Bananas. If there was ever like a drug dealer manifesto on record, 
amongst all of the great <laughs> drug rappers. There are so many of them. Shout out to Ray and Pusha T and everybody else from the South that be on that coke rap. But this right here is a coke dealer's magnum opus. Benny the Butcher, Real. Santa Talk 3. I don't even know what to say about that album. Uh, if Royce didn't drop Book of Ryan, this would have been the album of the year. And this is also a year West Side Gun dropped Supreme Blind Cell, his first official mainstream album, which is Bananas. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's so much shit mm-hmm. that came out. I wonder if we got the same picks. You had like, I like, think, Con- I think we, we might do. I think yeah, we might. Yeah, I, I, I'm referencing Pusha T's Daytona drop last year. Mm. Styles oh my P God. And, yeah, Styles, Styles P and Dave East dope album, Beloved. You had Styles mm-hmm. P also drop Dimebag, Evidence drop Whether or Not. The last year was a dope. Rap, Dude, yeah. Eminem dropped Kamikaze. Black Thoughts, Train Volume 1 and 2. Yeah, Eminem came back with Kamikaze, which was the most rapidly rap for better or worse album you'll probably ever hear <laughs> in your life. Coming off that garbage album he dropped the year before that. I mean, what am I forgetting? Conway dropped Black Tape, which is just stupid. Oh my God. Rock Mars yeah, behind a pale. That, was a, that was a hell of a year. Listen, 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 like, you want to talk about mature, grown-up rap, too, man. I know you're not big on it, man, but you got to check out this album. At least give it a spin. The what? No News is Good News by Fonte. Oh, oh, man, know, after all that shit that I just That's named, right. you're going to tell me about... Right. That's but you're going to tell me right. Fonte? Fonte. Man. That's right. That's right, yeah. Monica. Fonte. Fonte. Oh. That's right. That dude can oh. rap his ass off, man, with the best of them, B. Trust. All right. Yo, you you be you you be on like this raucous records nerdy bullshit. Like yo, I, yo you ain't paying me to listen to what Fonte <laughs> and Le, what was that? Little brother, right? That's Little, little Brother. brother. Yeah, nah, little brother. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that Fonte album is that album, that album is very, very dope, man. If you want to talk about grown up rap, mature over 40, that's right there for you, man. I'm telling you, man, he's Mm, you know what I'm saying? Talking about his father's death, you know what I'm saying? Because of health issues, the way, the way you know, black people eat. You know what I'm yep. saying? It's, you know, it's it's dope, man. It's, it's really touching, man. Like, just like the book of Ryan, man. He's 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 attacking those demons that is, in the, you know, in the family aspect of things, man. I'm telling you, it's very, right. very dope. Maybe I'll check out. I'll give it a I don't sample, think you will. But <laughs> let's close it out. Let's close it out, bro. Let's bring it home. Behind 2019, man. 2010's Picks Album of the Year. It's been a bunch of heavy. Shit. Yeah, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of shit came out this year. What do you got? What I do you got for this year? The plugs I met? I, I, I'm not even mad at that. It's bananas. And, and, and Statue of Limitations. Bananas. Those are the two albums that... And, oh, you know what? I'm Go sorry. Ahead. We gotta Go put Nas on there. Ah, Lost Tapes too. Yeah, the Lost that tapes was one too. of our behind the bar segments. That's right. That's behind you the bar episode Hell yeah. two, man. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? This year Hell was yeah. a dope year. Like, like last year, like 2018 was a dope boom bap year, and I feel like it, it spilled into this year definitely. Um, I agree with all of those, but mm-hmm. I'm about to really like make you fall out of your seat right now. Go ahead. Um, my 1A and 1B picks for 2019 album of the year is mm-hmm. uh, Sky Zoo and Pete Rock's Retropolitan. Mm-hmm. Wow. And <laughs> Cameron Purple Haze 2, man. Purple Haze 2. You ain't never heard Killer spit like this. He's actually talking about Big L murder. He's talking about the first time he got plugged up with Dame Dash and meeting Jay-Z before the Rockefeller deal. Mm -hmm. He's talking about his ex-girl dying. He's talking about dipset money that they got without even rapping about doing stuff, doing dirt in Ohio and all kinds of shit. He's naming names and places. He even on one song talks about how Suge Knight stepped to him and his man went because he wanted to be paid for rapping over the Tupac sample ambitions as a writer and then only and 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 Cam explains it in a way that only he can now we mentioned that um Sean Price is a humorous rapper I forgot Cameron's a very funny MC as yes well. he is he very is, he very, is. very funny and keeping in the theme it seems of this decade of all older rappers like just releasing mature products of work 
I can't even believe we're saying that about Cameron. So he gets a double-handed salute and much respect and props for releasing a grown, retrospective, just dope, dope album to a sequel to one of the dopest albums in his catalog, Purple Haze. Purple Haze 2, highly enjoy it. It's been on repeat since it came out a few weeks ago. Also want to give a... Yeah, also want to shout out the official Shady Records re, uh, debut of Griselda, Benny, Westside, Gun, and Conway. What was Sheen Gun do? Bananas and Bananas. props to the production for no samples on it. No although samples. It's made, yeah, although it was made to sound like there were samples. Bananas. Mm -hmm. Check that out. That's all I got for 2019. Oh, what about you? Gotta you? Have, you got to have that honorable mention. Um, I already told you. Mine was um, um, Plugs I Met. Yep, and um and um, the Statue of Limitations, both by Benny Butcher. Yep, and um and Smoke Dizza. Yep, um, um an album that I that I thoroughly enjoyed. That Gangstar, one of the best yet. Um, yeah, it was cool. Those, those, those albums, you know, yeah, they usually are just cool, you know. But yeah. I think I think um hearing new new rhymes from Guru, like new, you know, I know they're old, but you know they're still new to us because we haven't heard them. Um, yo, it really, it really felt good to me, you know. And it, I thought it was a dope, dope, well put album, man. I, I still listen to it to, you know, to to this day. Yeah, um, get spins. Considering the circumstances, you know, yeah. anytime you're working with an artist who's passed the past, the posthumous right. releases where you're like basically Frankensteining the album, splicing right. vocals together and making it work. It was all right. It was cool. I like to join yeah. with MOP. That's a banger. Uh, Lights yeah, out. Man. That was fire. Um, I think I think Premier does a good job at piecing things, you know, albums like that together, man. He did that with the Big L, you know, the Big yeah. Picture. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so yeah, man. Um, that's closing it out for me on 29th. Um, All right, I man, know. So... I, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's things we missed. But oh, we left. We left we, stuff out there. We did, but yeah, um, we I did. think we also did a good job at highlighting uh, what we felt like was, uh, you know noteworthy and prevalent uh all intents sure. and purposes were were highlighting bars and boom bap because that's our forte right. and we we that's trying to give shine on that yeah we trying to give shine on that for every episode of behind the bars yeah, so man so sorry guys like ybn corday you know young gunner yeah, i'm sorry folks yeah, if that's sorry. what you're looking for this is yeah. not the show for you this is not this, yeah this is not the program for you at all man like tune you out, know what i'm saying if you so, want yo, some man. bar work and, and and you know get them put on to old stuff um yeah man we're your guys for that job so uh straight up we'll, so jay what's up so hit hit these people up one one more time with our twitter our yeah. ig let them yeah, know where yeah. they can find us. Yeah, hit us up. Drop a line, a like, a comment, dislike. Uh, drop your pics, whatever it is. Beefs. You feel like you need to get off your chest. Uh, hate, whatever it is. Curse me out. Give me a salute. Give us a salute. Hit us at Ditto Politic on Twitter and Politic Ditto PC on Instagram. Catch us also on our Facebook page. Give us a shout out. Drop a line. Continue to support. Thank you for listening. Catch y'all on the next episode, Quality of Life Police in Part 3, Homelessness and a Mental Health Crisis up at NYC, and a return to form of Behind the Bars, where we are going to cover, I'm not going to tell you, you need to wait for that episode. Mm. And that's how we doing it. Jay Phil, Drew. out of here. Happy New Year, everybody. Catch you on the rebound.